Welcome to the Hello Someday podcast, the podcast for busy women who are ready to drink less and live more. I'm Casey McGuire-Davidson, ex-red wine girl turned life coach, helping women create lives they love without alcohol. But it wasn't that long ago that I was anxious, overwhelmed, and drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. I thought that wine was the glue holding my life together, helping me cope with my kids, my stressful job, and my busy life. I didn't realize that my love affair with drinking was making me more anxious and less able to manage my responsibilities. In this podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz, how to sit with your emotions when you're lonely or angry, frustrated or overwhelmed, how to self-soothe without a drink, and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. I am so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hey there. I've got some big news for you that I have been not so patiently waiting to tell you about. After six months away, my super popular, completely free masterclass is back and it's better than ever. I've been working on it for months. So if you have been struggling to get sober momentum, please go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class. You can sign up for my free training, Five Secrets to Taking a Break from Drinking, even if you've tried and failed in the past. In this 60-minute masterclass, I am going to share with you all the things you need to stop doing because they're setting you up for self-sabotage and what you need to start doing instead. I am giving you the steps and the mindset shifts that I go through every day with my private coaching clients, and it is completely free. So if you are sober curious, if you've been thinking about taking a break from alcohol, this class is going to set you up for success. I promise you it is worth your time. So hit pause on this episode, go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class and save your seat. Hi there. This episode is coming out on December 23rd. So it's the day before Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. If you celebrate that, it's a week before New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And I'm going to do something different than what I've done in previous episodes. My goal in this podcast is just to hold your hand through Christmas and through New Year's Eve. If you have stopped drinking, if you're in early sobriety, if you're even in longer term sobriety, this week can be hard. And if you've been struggling going off again and on again with drinking, sometimes navigating this week without drinking alcohol, without getting drunk or fuzzy or hungover the next day can seem insurmountable and like it's a fool's errand, like it won't work anyway. So why bother even trying? So I would love you to just sit quietly, go for a walk, close your eyes, 
listen to this episode and try to come out of this with a little bit of peace about what your next week could look like and things you could do and really small incremental shifts you can make in your thought process and your habits and how you spend your time to let yourself feel really good about this week, these memories, this holiday season, how you're going to start this new year. So if you're up for that, I want to start by telling you about my first Christmas and New Year's after I stopped drinking, as well as what some of those times were like when I was still drinking. And to start, I stopped drinking on February 18th. So by the time I got to Christmas and New Year's, I was about 10 months alcohol-free. I had worked with a sober coach. I had gone through an online program to stop drinking. I'd gone on vacations to Europe. I had gone through my 40th birthday alcohol-free, like gone through a holiday party with friends we always host alcohol-free. Like I thought I was good. And I also think that my husband thought I was good and other people thought I was good. Like this was going to be no big deal. And I was surprised how difficult and emotional it was that first holiday. And it was for a couple different reasons. Number one, I think I didn't anticipate it would be difficult. And going back and what I tell my coaching clients is just anticipate that any holiday, any gathering, any time you're doing something for the first or second time where you normally would drink that is going to be hard. So just go back to your sober foundations, the fundamentals to get prepared for it. So part of that is telling someone that you're not going to be drinking, telling someone that it may be hard for you. Like I actually think it's helpful if you have a partner or a friend who's going to be with you and know that you're not drinking. It is okay to tell them it's hard. It's okay to tell them you're not drinking, but you want to. Even just verbalizing that can make it easier. I made a couple mistakes my first year. Number one, my mom was staying with us and I hadn't been with her the entire time I wasn't drinking. And I love my mom and with any mother-daughter relationship, I think a lot of times there's some tension there. Like I know for me, my mom, I went to boarding school I went to college. She was out of the country. I moved to Seattle. Like literally we have not lived together for any significant period of time since I was 13 years old. So I love having her come to visit. I love having her with my kids. And it's just a little bit of tension. Like I go back to being 13 and having all those emotions. So that was new for me. It was also, she hadn't been there for my whole not drinking journey. So that was new as well. When I was on Christmas Eve, we were having dinner and my husband asked me if it would be okay if he and my mom had a bottle of red wine with dinner. You know, I was 10 months along. I forget what we were eating, but it was something that apparently goes well with red wine. And I said, okay. I probably should not have said that. I mean, when I look back, 
my husband is perfectly happy with beer. My mom could take or leave alcohol. It was just the five of us. We were sitting around a dinner table and the red wine was just on the table in front of me while my husband and my mom had glasses of it. I had some alt bev that I was very happy with, but red wine was my jam. And it was quote unquote, my Christmas Eve too. And I felt like it was just in my face. And I should have said, you know what? I'd love it if you didn't drink wine. How about X or Y or Z? Love my husband and my mom. They are total normies. I could have taken down a bottle of wine in like two hours by myself. It sat there. Like it sat there through the whole dinner with their glasses like half full. We finished eating dinner and we went to a table to play some kind of a board game with my kids. It sat there throughout the entire board game, like in front of me. When I went to take my daughter up to bed, I walked by the bottle, picked it up. There was a quarter left. And I was like, oh my fucking God, I'm going to kill myself if I, not literally, sorry. Um, If I come back downstairs and they still haven't finished this damn bottle of wine. I went up to put my daughter to bed. I stayed up there a long time. She was like two and a half. And I was texting my sober bestie. And I was like, Ingrid, WTF, these guys are drinking wine. I want to rip their heads off. Like, I wasn't going to drink. It was just like this elephant in the room that I couldn't take my eyes off of. And then I went back downstairs and they still hadn't drank it. Like the quarter was still there in the bottle. And so I went over to them and I was like, y'all need to finish this right now. Poured it into their glasses and went up to bed. Um, The next night on Christmas day, my mother said again, oh, well, we can just have some wine with dinner. And I was like, nope, we're done. That's it. You can have something else, like no more wine. And the thing is that both of those things they were clueless. They were literally clueless that it was hard for me, that it pissed me off, that it bothered me. And I could have just had my own back and said something. You were allowed to even change your mind midway through and be like, you know what, guys, not loving the wine on the table. Let's get rid of it. So I would just encourage you to think about, you know, we always try to please others. We want to make sure everyone else is happy not drinking is a big thing. Your first holiday is a big thing. And it is okay to ask people to drink something else other than your beverage of choice. When I was drinking, I used alcohol to calm my mind, to relieve anxiety and to sleep well at the end of a busy day. I didn't know that alcohol actually spiked my stress hormone, increased anxiety, and as little as one glass of wine a night reduced my sleep quality by 24%. I was really excited to find Tanasi, a better way to find calm, rest, relief, and to reduce inflammation. Tanasi creates the highest quality, scientifically validated CBD and hemp extract products. Tanasi's formula includes a unique combination of CBD and CBDA in every dose, which is two times more effective than just CBD alone. So if you want to create a sense of calm, to calm your mind, to relax before bed for a great night of sleep, try Tanasi. Tanasi's being really generous with our listeners. You can go to Tanasi.com and use code HELLO to get 25% off at checkout right now. 
That's T-A-N-A-S-I dot com to get 25% off your first order with the promo code HELLO and get ready to sleep well. I personally found it way easier to go to a larger party where people were drinking, but I had all my non-alcoholic bevs and my husband was there and my best friend and they both knew I wasn't drinking. I found that much easier than sitting around a small dining room table with the bottle right in front of me for multiple hours. So figure out what's hardest for you. But part of this is boundaries. And part of this is setting yourself up for success and changing what you've done before. So it is the 23rd of December. Maybe you're listening to this on Christmas Eve. Maybe you're listening to this on Christmas Day or right before New Year's. You are allowed to ask for things. You were allowed to change what's always been done. So if I could go back and my husband says, do you mind if I have a bottle of wine at dinner with your mom? I would have been like, you know what? That wouldn't be ideal. Can you guys just have beer or I have this groovy non-alcoholic Prosecco or we can have this sparkling water or what make a non-alcoholic mojito? Like just, you know what? No, thanks. No big deal. Shrug of shoulders. Thank you for asking and being considerate. Like if people are offering to make your life better, take them up on it. I've had clients be like, well, my husband's offered to not drink, but I really don't want to put him out because it's my deal. I'm like, dude, say thank you. Say thank you. Say I appreciate you. Give him a back rub for fuck's sake. Like, you know, it's all good. People are allowed to make your life easier. Another thing I remember, and this is us in early sobriety, making this huge change that's so tied to our identities of who we are and our fears about having fun and our fears about the future and our cravings. So I was driving back from a dinner party with my mom and my husband and my two kids, and my son was eight. And we were driving back at night. It was dark. I was driving in the car. And my son said something to me about like, hey, mom, do you think you've been good this year? Or, you know, he was talking about Santa and, you know, have you been good? Have you been bad? Yada, yada. And so I was driving along and just started feeling really emotional and reflecting on the fact that I had literally stopped drinking after being a bottle, bottle and a half of wine girl all night and struggling with it for many, many years and doing all this personal growth. And said to him, I said, Hank, you know what? I think that I have been really good this year. I've made some huge changes in my life and I'm really proud of myself and it wasn't easy. And I think that it's really good for me. And my mother, lover, out of nowhere, pipes up from the back seat and said, interrupts me talking to my son and says, well, I wouldn't give yourself too much credit. And literally, you could have heard a pin drop, like the entire car went silence. And in my mind, I'm like, what would have possessed someone to pipe up? And you know what? I'm sure she wasn't thinking about it. I don't know why she interrupted. I don't know why she jumped in and thought I was like getting too big for myself when I'm talking to my eight-year-old son. Who knows? But it really impacted me. And so like five longest seconds in the world go by and God bless my husband. He pipes up and is like, actually, I think she should give herself a lot of credit. This was a really big thing that was good for her and all that stuff. Um, If something like that happened now, 
I would not have been so hurt, so wounded, so upset. But like, God, we're sensitive. We're like newborn babies. This is big. This is hard. So some of that, you just, I went up to my bedroom. I curled up. I cried a tiny bit to my husband. I hope my mother does not listen to this. Um, and I got through it, right? I remember it to this day, but I got through it. And I know 90% of that is about me. So your first holiday, it's going to be hard. Prepare for it. Think it through. Tell people it's going to be hard. Have someone to text. If you're in a big Facebook group, a secret private Facebook group, like the BFB or She Recovers, which I love, like post there, like post and be like, oh my God, they're drinking wine at the dinner table. And I literally want to throttle them because they are drinking it so slowly. I want to kill them or whatever it is. Like all your emotions are valid. And you can post in those groups pictures of your wonderful alcoholic free drink that's amazing or your hot cocoa bar or the fact that you like remember going to bed and, you know, washing your face and will wake up without a hangover. All that stuff is good. Now, even though that Christmas Eve was hard, it was nowhere near as hard as Christmas Eve's when I was drinking. So, I have, you know, I think we all have those moments that stand out to us as like a particular low where we sort of beat ourselves up and hate ourselves for drinking too much and all that stuff. And I definitely have one of those on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And of course, sadly, it was not my last day, right? It was not the day I stopped drinking, but it is stuck with me to this day. And reflecting on some of that actually makes not drinking on these sort of anniversaries a lot easier. So a year, two years before I stopped drinking, same scenario. My mom was there Christmas Eve, wine on the table. I was definitely drinking. I was drinking while cooking. I probably started late in the afternoon because, you know, holiday, celebrating, whatever it was. I think I drank a lot of red wine. Who knows? I don't, but it wasn't that unusual because I drank a lot of red wine every night. The deal was though, it was Christmas Eve and sort of my MO, what I used to tend to do is just kind of go quiet and fall asleep slash pass out, right? I wasn't like most of the time this loud, embarrassing drunk. I had a lot of sort of gray outs and blackouts and just kind of went to bed. So Christmas Eve, no recollection of going to bed. I don't know what I said to my mom or my kids. I know it wasn't mean. I know I wasn't upset. I know I wasn't dramatic. But like, yeah, it's just blank. It's just blank. Here's what I know. My daughter ran in and my son, super, super excited and ridiculously early. I'm talking like 6 a.m. on Christmas morning. I felt awful. I was brutally, brutally hungover. My head was pounding. Like I just felt like I could feel every blood vessel in my body pumping. I felt queasy. I was sort of opening one eye and being like, in my mind, holy shit, how am I going to handle this morning? I went downstairs, like I said, total blank the night before and went into the living room and saw something that like kind of haunts me to this day. Basically. My stocking was full. My kids' stockings were sort of half full, less than half. My husband's stocking was empty. 
And the reason was I was the person who had been gathering all of the stocking stuffers for most of the year. I mean, I, I'm a prepared girl. I think ahead. So every time I saw something that I thought would be cute for my husband or cute for my kids or kind of fun from Santa, I would gather it up and hide it in my office. And um, I had gone to bed without filling the stockings. Like God knows who put out the cookies or ate the cookies for Santa or ate half the carrots for Rudolph or whatever it is, but it was not me. So my husband, I don't even know what he would think of this, had done what he could with what he had. And I woke up and my kids were already down there. My husband was already down there, literally could not fill the stockings. And just that shame of looking at that and knowing that I like kind of got drunk and passed out and didn't fill my kids stockings, what I'd been preparing for, for months. And my husband's stocking was empty. That was just like shame that sucks. And beyond that, I felt like total garbage. Like I was trying not to puke on Christmas morning and we're sitting around with coffee and coffee cakes and the kids are young and they're jumping all over me. And just the amount of just, I can't self-loathing maybe that I felt and shame and defensiveness and resentment. I'm not even sure why I would be resentful, but it somehow made me feel less bad to be pissed at other people. It sucked. So when you think about my story about Christmas Eve, my first year of sobriety being hard, nowhere near as hard as blacking out and feeling like garbage and not filling the stockings and trying to figure out how bad it was and sort of looking at my mother, pretty sure she's like judging me or whatever, because I'm judging me. And my husband clearly was disappointed, but didn't say anything, right? Like, I'm sure he tried to wake me up and couldn't the night, but of course he did. Um, Right? I was just like fucking passed out and couldn't fill my kids stockings. So Christmas Eve with my husband and my mom, yes, they drank a bottle of wine. Yes, I was pissed and I kind of wanted to wring their necks. Yes, I was sensitive about something my mom said in the car and I cried on Christmas Eve. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause for a minute? I am 48, so if you're going through it, I'm right there with you. I mean, hot flashes and night sweats racing thoughts, the low moods, the poor sleep. It is not cool. And that's why I was really excited to find a supplement called Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth. It contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like those super fun hormonal changes. It helps reduce menopause symptoms head on. And if you're interested in trying it, you can use the code HELLO for 15% off your first order. Women cannot stop raving about it on social media, but the biggest benefit is the simplest, feeling like yourself again. So if you're going through this, like I'm going through this, for a limited time, you can get 15% off your first order at Happy Mammoth. Dot com with promo code hello. That's happy m a m m o t h dot com, and use promo code hello for fifteen percent off your first order. Um, you know what else happened? I had friends to text with. My husband came up and comforted me and told me I was amazing. 
my kids, I put them to bed and they were so excited about Christmas the next day. I was part of putting out the cookies. I was part of putting out the carrots. I ate some of the cookies, right? Tried to leave a tiny little bit like Santa would, but like they were pretty good. I drank the milk. I filled the stockings. My kids came in in the morning and I felt great, which, you know, if you've been hung over, the contrast is amazing. I felt alive. I felt happy. I felt proud of myself. The coffee was incredible. I didn't have a fucking headache. We opened presents. I didn't want to like not be in any photos. I was taking the photos where those weird people who wear the Christmas pajamas, we looked ridiculously cute. Just kidding. In my own mind. Um, after, you know, the afternoon, I went for a run on Christmas day, right? Instead of like self-loathing, like that was good. So like, yes, not drinking is hard. You know what? Drinking is hard too. Drinking is fucking hard. And the pride and the joy you feel when you get through a few of those uncomfortable incidents, it's amazing. So if you're on the 23rd, the 24th, the 25th, and you're having a big dinner, like think about that, right? Like the first 20 minutes of anything are the most uncomfortable. Eat something. Hunger is a huge trigger. Get yourself something else, something special to eat or to do or whatever. Like, yeah, do the hot cocoa bar, get the peppermint candy, go on a long walk, take a bubble bath, do a face mask, remove yourself from the situation for an hour or two. That's okay. Drive your own car, get there late, leave early, set some boundaries, but don't give up on yourself because you deserve better. You deserve to feel proud of yourself. The other thing I'm going to say is a lot of times we build up events when we're going to drink to way better than they actually are. And in retrospect, we think it's going to be fun and amazing because we're drinking. We think it's going to suck if we don't drink and like we're denying ourselves something and like we deserve to drink. And the reality is very, very different than what you imagine. And here's one that stands out for me. So my kids were around. We got a hall pass. My mother-in-law was staying with us and our good friends, we've been friends for years with our kids. We're having sort of a, a sleepover New Year's Eve party, right? Which is crazy. Like we're adults with kids. So like Mike and I were going to this party at our good friend's house and we were going to sleep over like zero kids. It was after Christmas. I think it was, yeah, it was new, new year's Eve, right? Big treat had not done this. And I was beyond excited. So I got all dressed up. I said, good night to the kids. We were like going to go party with our good friends and got there. You know, me start, started drinking, right? Open the wine, open the champagne. This is a party. Here's what I know. I definitely did not make it to midnight. I don't remember a lot of it at all. I woke up in the guest bedroom the next day with yet another hangover. My life sounds really exciting, doesn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember when I got sloppy. I don't remember if I started slurring. I don't remember if I went to bed or my husband put me to bed. I don't 
remember if I embarrassed myself in front of my friends or if they were like, where's Casey? What happened? I remember waking up feeling awful and having to sort of slink upstairs and get the OJ and pretend I'm not feeling ill and like try to catch up on what happened the night before, whether I was there and I just don't remember it or not. I know my husband had no one to kiss at midnight. That's what I know. So like that was my big, amazing drinking out on a hall pass. You know what I do now that I'm not drinking on New Year's and I actually truly, truly love it? We have a new tradition. So in leading up to New Year's Eve, I create a vision board every year. And I am a huge vision board fan. I actually, if you're interested, I did an entire episode about manifesting the shit out of life and creating vision boards and how they can help you envision what you want to bring into your life in the new year, keep it front and center, help you experience new things, fire up your imagination and bring you joy with vision boards. And that episode was number 37. So I think if you go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash 37, it is a great one to listen to between Christmas and New Year's. Like, I promise you, it will get you excited. A lot of people have told me that the like manifest the shit out of life episode is their favorite. And in there, you'll find out how to get my free vision board kit. So it's a hundred pages of inspiration and quotes and things that you could think about and go through and look at which ones speak to you and cut them out and put them on a push board and really set your mind right for the new year. So New Year's Eve these days, I vision board. Like I've got all my quotes. I love it. I set up my push pin board. I do it with my daughter. I do not let her work on my vision board. (laughs) I let her create her own. I cut stuff out. I drink my groovy Prosecco or my groovy bubbly rosé. We have music going. For some reason, my son years ago when he was three said he wanted a birthday cake for New Year's Eve. So now we make a birthday cake every year, which actually tastes really good. And then um, when we're about ready to go to bed, I love these things that you could probably order off Amazon now and get them to arrive before New Year's. It's called flying wish paper. And we do it every year. And it's like this super thin paper. You get it in a pack. I forget whether you get like 16 or 12 or 20, I don't know how many sheets of paper. You take a pencil and you write your wishes on it. And so my mother-in-law is usually there for New Year's Eve. So we each, me, my husband, my mother-in-law, my son, my daughter, six of us, we each get three wishes, three little pieces of paper. And then we get three for the universe, right? Three joint wishes. And so we write them down and, you know, you wish for anything you want to in the new year, anything at all. And then we share what our wishes are and we turn off all the lights and we crumple up the flying wish paper and then you sort of roll it into like a funnel and stand it up. And then we light them on fire. It's totally safe (laughs) with a little like lighter or match. And so what happens is the flying wish paper with your wish um, sort of catches on fire and then it burns down a little bit and then it lights up into the air and it goes flying. And so with all the lights off, we give my kids like a little cup and they try to catch the ashes in it. And it's exciting when it goes up in the air. 
and we all share our wishes for the new year. And then we get to put in three for the universe, like health and happiness or peace or no more fucking coronavirus or vaccines or whatever it is. And it's lovely. It's lovely. And then we watch fireworks and we cuddle up in our PJs with sleeping bags outside and we go to sleep. I got to tell you, that is a shitload better than not knowing how I went to bed in front of my friends, not remembering anything about the night and being embarrassed around my husband and having to apologize and all that shit and feeling like total crap, right? Like just feeling physically ill. Those two New Year's Eves, I wouldn't trade my sober one in all the world for my drinking one, right? And part of that is just clearly looking at, we think it's going to be amazing when we're drinking, but how was it really? And then also looking at like, you're not going to have an amazing New Year's Eve if you just sit there watching people drink and being bummed and feeling deprived. Like it takes a bit of effort. You need to plan a little bit. You need to be like, you know what would be fun for me? X or Y. And your New Year's Eve does not need to look like my New Year's Eve. It can look totally different, but like brainstorm a little bit, right? This is your night. And because you're not drinking, you don't have to sit around with like a sour look on your face and be bored out of your mind and glare at people who are drinking. You can choose to do things with them that aren't drinking. You can rent a cabin and go snowshoeing and just bring hot cocoa. Like that is fun and amazing. You can go sledding for the day and come home and watch a family movie. Um, you can do a spa night at home to get your skin ready for the new year's. Like, I don't know what it is, but like you can do something wonderful. So I really encourage you to do that, to contrast or look with clear eyes about quote unquote, how fun and amazing your drinking holidays really were. And not just the night, look at the mornings and then contrast it to like, how incredible could it be to be fully present and joyful and fun and do things like on your bucket list that you always said you were going to do, but never did because you started drinking early and never got around to it and create a vision board. I promise you that you will love it. And you can go to my website. You can go to the podcast episode about manifesting the shit out of life. Again, that's number 37. And I will have a link on that podcast show notes to get your free vision board kit. And it's actually really, really awesome. So that's my advice for getting through this week. I know it's not going to be easy, but it is going to be good. And it can be a lot easier if you, you know, maybe think of an alternative to an alcohol heavy gathering, change some things. If you usually go over to a party for drinking for hours, maybe go for a little bit and then plan something different afterwards or say, oh, we really wanted to go for a hike this year. So we will show up from X to Y, or we're going to go do this thing as a family, or I want to do this thing for myself. Like you can schedule a massage for New Year's Eve. That would be amazing. And come to a party after your amazing massage, right? Like break it up, have another plan. When you go, bring your own alcohol-free beverages. I cannot emphasize this enough. 
and it can be anything. I personally love Athletic Brewing Company non-alcoholic beer. I love Partake non-alcoholic beer. I love Groovy non-alcoholic Prosecco or non-alcoholic Bubbly Rosé. I know other people just love sparkling water with cranberry and lime. I did an entire podcast episode on the best non-alcoholic drinks with Laura Silverman from Zero Proof Nation. So go check that out. But like, there is time to buy some awesome non-alcoholic drinks. Tell at least one person in your life that's going to be around that you're not drinking so they can support you. Don't leave it to chance. And you might break down and ask them and say, screw it, I want to drink. And you know what? If you do that, like, don't listen to you. You're not drinking. You know, it's not their job to police you. But if you put it out there, you're a lot less likely to try to pull that move. And trust me, I get that move. I've been there. Um, It's natural. But if you plan something in advance, if you tell someone, if you put it out in the world, it makes it a lot easier. Take some breaks, right? Some people just go to the bathroom and like text someone or take some quiet time, walk outside, like be one of those people who's like, I just want to look at the stars on this gorgeous night. I don't know, right? Like I just wanted to walk and look at the trees at this house. It's so beautiful. Like people would think you're mysterious and deep. I don't know. Um, just take breaks. And then remember, you can leave early. Also, just try to get through the first 10 minutes, the first 20 minutes. Don't go in hungry. Eat before you go there and get a drink in your hand as soon as you can. That way they won't be sitting around asking you if you want a drink over and over again. And then remember that joy comes in the morning. It really does. You're trading your fuzzy boozy night for waking up with pride and excitement and a clear head and sort of joy in the morning and in your coffee or tea and in the sun coming in. And it is lovely. It truly is peaceful and lovely. So if you're listening to this, if it's the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas, leading up to New Year's, I've got you. You can listen to this again. You can listen to this again and you can have me hold your hand. I've done two different episodes on getting through the holiday season and parties without alcohol. One was with Jean McCarthy and another one was with a sober girl's guide. So you can go back and listen to either one of those. And then you can also listen to my Manifesting the Shit Out of Life episode, which was number 37, which I think you would really, really love. So tap into resources. The last thing that I want to share with you that I want to say is that I really encourage you to take advantage in this next week. There are literally only like eight days left, seven days left to jump into my special offer for the Sobriety Starter Kit course for the end of the year. So for the next eight days, you can join the Sobriety Starter Kit course, which is my signature sober coaching course that takes you through my four-step framework for quitting drinking that has eight modules, 50 videos. It is super positive and proactive and step-by-step and will really help you stop drinking, figure out how to take it day by day, how to build a life you love, how to navigate tricky situations. So you can get that entire course 
and save $100 on the January price of the course in the next eight days. You will also, if you join now, get invited to a live two-hour kickoff with me for the course, for the new year, for this journey in your life that's going to be on January 9th. And it is a Sunday and it will be two hours that day. If you cannot attend, don't worry, you will get a recording of the live kickoff, but it is going to be fun and it's going to be a real boost to starting your new year alcohol-free. It will get you excited to keep on going. And I've never done it before. So this is something that you will get with the Sobriety Starter Kit that is new. So if you want to join the course in the next eight days, if you want to save the $100 and you want to attend the live kickoff with me, go to sobrietystarterkit.com. I am really excited for you for the year ahead. I think 2022 is going to be good for you. And I want you to get all the support you need to get started. All right. Happy holidays. I'm rooting for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hello Someday podcast. If you're interested in learning more about me, the work I do, and access free resources and guides to help you build a life you love without alcohol, please visit hellosomedaycoaching.com. And I would be so grateful if you would take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast so that more women can find it and join the conversation about drinking less and living more. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.